0: Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Artworks, artworkstrenton.org, and I'm with Lara Hope and her husband, Matt, her new husband, Uh Matt, and uh, they're gonna be performing here. (laughs) They're gonna be performing here for Monsters Ball. And uh, I wanted to talk to you both uh, about what you, what you have going on. Number one, you guys are blowing up. You're traveling all over the country, doing some amazing things with music, etc. Uh, for the folks who haven't heard of Lara Hope and the Pantones, Lara Hope and the Arc Tones, and your previous band, Tiger Piss, um, how would you describe your music style and um, what you're doing?
1: How would I describe it? Well, let's see. Well, when I first met you, I was in Tiger Piss, and that was a little more straightforward punk rock and and hard rock and roll, which is fun. And I did it since I was twenty, and it was awesome. And as I, I progressed, you know, I guess in uh, in many ways, including my age and my musical styles and my taste, um, you know, it, I started playing a little more roots music. And once I met my husband Matt, you know, we we definitely continued playing roots music together. And um, you know, it's it's a mix of uh, of country, of blues, of rockabilly, of uh, all sorts of Americana, rock, they said rockabilly. I'm repeating myself now. It's been a long day. And Matt, why don't you chime in here?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I started off a bunch of years ago in the like punk and hardcore kind of world, and uh, then uh, and then I had a I had a psychobilly band called the Arkhams for a long time, and um, then once I met Lara, and um, and and. Uh, we had a summer where my band the Arkhams filled backed up her backed, backed her up as her band. She had a band called Lara Hope and the Champ Tones for a bit before before it was Lara Hope and the Arktones. Um so my band the Arkhams came in, helped her out, filled in on some gigs for the summer. So Lara Hope and the Champ Tones became Lara Hope and the Arc Tones after that.
1: We just and, melded uh, right together. Yeah. And
0: I want to apologize because I said Lyra Hope the Pantone.
1: Yeah, I was wondering where that came from. There's yeah, just right. so
0: many things. So so thing it's,
1: so, well, when we play, is just the two the of us. That was the ink
2: that we used in our printers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah. No, it's the type of shampoo I use. Pantone Pro-V. No, Pro that's Pantene. V. Yeah, Pantone is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we Pirates. yeah, so when it's the full band we're up in the Arctones and then when it's the two of us it, we go by the Gold Hope Duo and we also play a, a few of the songs overlap but we do try to keep the music separate so that the names are separate and when it's the duo it's a little bit more folky, it's a little bit more storytelling, it's a little bit more comedy whereas when it's the the Arctones it's it's more, you know, rockabilly, well, it's got a full yeah, drum kit, we'll it's just we'll a bit, a bit of a different sound.
2: Yeah, the the Arctones is more like rhythm and blues, vintage rock and roll meets rockabilly, you know, like that sort of a 50s and 60s kind of kind of thing, like pre-soul, right up to inclu- and including some soul stuff, you know, and then and, but yeah, like the duo is a lot more of a folk like roots. I mean, folk, folk is like. That, like, literally translated is, like, you know, songs passed down or whatever, and we do we do some other people's songs, but we do a lot of original. And when too, we're at so home,
1: we also, we work part-time at a um, place called the Rocking Horse Ranch, which is a family resort. It's been around for about 50 years, and it's got a dude ranch theme, and we go a couple times a week, we dress up like Cowboy and Cowgirl, and we play all old country-western songs, so we do incorporate a lot of, like, old country-western tunes, like Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, that kind of stuff, into our set as a duo, because... Um, Cause it's fun to play and we're comfortable doing it it's you know kind of has spans generations that music now
0: and that's exactly where i wanted to go next was to talk about some of your influences um when i saw you guys as tiger piss you know i was taken back by like you know how hardcore it was and fronted by this this woman who's gorgeous and smiling and all those other things so kind of i like you <laughs> so it kind of was like hey there's this um It's like a genre-busting theme that was happening. And then, you know, you sent me a CD and said, hey, I've got something else that's going on. So talk about some of the influences. I know you mentioned some country and and some rock um, artists as well. Uh,
1: Just recently, we were sort of reviewed by this venue slash record label out in um, Kansas City, actually. And it was nice that I felt like they put our sound into their own words. And they they called us Neo-Rockabilly with a pinch of punk rock and some classic country. I've also been described as like... (laughs) <laughs> Broadway meets country. And I won't lie, a lot of my biggest influences growing up, I listened to a lot of Broadway show tunes. I was just joking to Matt today that when I took a, a little drive by myself the other day, I took advantage and listened to show tunes because he doesn't want to listen to that with me. <laughs>
2: it's hilarious. My mom is musical as well, and, and so my, but uh, both of us hate show tunes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so as things progress, um, let's talk about the last 18 months or so. I mean, you've been on covers of magazines you've been covered uh, in print and digital media for what you're doing with your music and as a performer as a band etc so talk about this whirlwind that's been happening for the last 18 months or so
1: I'll be honest it has its ups and downs it has been a really cool year um Right now, I'm, we're really looking looking towards the future, and we're getting ready to record a new album in December with our full band, so we're really excited about that. But we did a lot of touring over the past year, probably more than I've ever done um, in, in my life in terms of how many months we're out in one calendar year. we were out probably close to half the year this year, because we do live in a great place, which is Kingston, New York, and... Um, not, I mean, Kingston is is a really up and coming city, and there's a lot going on. But the Hudson Valley, in general, you know, which is considered like Westchester up to Albany, is the Hudson Valley. There's, it's a very supportive, you know, up and coming, forward thinking scene, and we do, you know, get a lot of work in the area, at, you know, including the the Dude Ranch I was just telling you about. Do we have to so yeah, so and uh, I mean, we're happy to be at home and play as well, but also I do think it's important to not just, you know, to to branch out beyond. You know, even beyond New Jersey and Massachusetts and Connecticut, the places that are real quick, I think it is nice to spread, especially now in you know the age of, of you know digital music, people are hearing you all over the country and they're like that maybe wouldn't have heard you before and are saying, Hey, you should come here. We like yeah, what we're hearing.
2: Education's not necessarily a barrier these days.
0: And now, uh, talk about what it's like to, to be able to be in a band and travel with your spouse. And um, best
2: you know, thing ever, together. yeah, that's that's it, amazing.
0: Well, let's let Matt answer that. <laughs> no, it,
2: it, it is amazing, and it is the best thing ever because we we share the same goals. And uh, I mean, you know, I, I, hate to, I hate to keep keep bringing things back to the economy and stuff like that, but it's like you know, I mean, if we both had separate jobs, which you have to have these days, you can't, you know, one of you you can't just have one person do it, do everything, and uh, you know, so so sometimes. Mm-hmm. Married couples, if one of them is a, is a musician, and then they, they decide to take the plunge and go all in and do it not just as a hobby or a supplemental income, they're just like, I'm doing this for a career now. You know, if the other one's not with them fully, or if they still have a full time job or even a part time job, it's just you can't really do that. And I mean, a lot of people make it work; they totally do, and it is possible. But it's so much easier when we, uh, you know, when we get to work when we get to work together and do this, and and it, and it is. It, it, there's never any like jealousy involved with like oh well you care more about the music than this and that and it's like no we both do and, and you know we just gotta pay the rent and Keep doing what we're doing and be happy, and, and uh, you know we're around each other all the time. But luckily, we like each other. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be my final question, and I'm
0: going to take it to Matt first. And uh, it, it's about—is
1: this like the debate? I mean, no, no. My no, final no, no. question. <laughs> I'm going to take it to Matt. 1st You got, got two minutes to answer.
0: You already posted enough political <laughs> stuff. Stop interrupting! Stop <laughs> interrupting! So, uh, so I, I want you to talk about um, being in a band that is is making moves and doing lots of different things, getting exposure, and being led. Or fronted by a woman, and then Laura, Laura, I want you to talk about it from your perspective. What it means, you know, as a
2: woman to be there leading you. this charge. Oh, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already jumping the gun here. Um, it is different. It is absolutely different. Um, I have been in a lot of bands fronted by men. Um, I've been, in, I've been in one or two bands fronted by women before, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time, uh, female-fronted acts are almost treated as a novelty. No matter how good they are, and and um, they are amazing. But you know, I, but sometimes sometimes people are like really treated that way. And I mean, like you know, not even naming names of any specific thing or anything. But sometimes when people are doing their booking, you know, they have a festival to book. They got two days of stuff to book, and then they're like, for some reason or other, even though 75% of the acts that they're booking are men. I mean, granted, there are just statistically more men playing music than women. That is true. And so, I mean, the novelty thing is almost just inborn in a numbers game, but the way that we treat it has to be differently, or it has to be done differently. Like, we need, you know, we need to not look at it as a novelty act because sometimes, say, people putting together a festival or something might be like, well, I have too many female acts playing on Saturday. I don't want to have to, you know, I want to spread them out. And it's like, well, what about all the dudes? You have male acts left and right, left and right, and nobody's really saying anything about that. So, um... You know, and there's just the the there's just always a weird dynamic. I mean, luckily, I'm in, I'm you know, luckily, you know, I happen to be married to the woman I'm in a band with. But and some 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 men just get weirded out. It's almost like the old the old like naval, or, well not naval, but the old um, just like maritime like bad luck having a woman on board thing. I, th- I feel like it almost carries over to that, even just like subconsciously, like people just still have that weird thing of like being uncomfortable by 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 having someone of the opposite sex on board. Like it's some big I think locker room, and people it's not.
1: Don't want a woman being their boss, and not not saying that I'm anybody's boss, but I'm saying you know I am the person that does most of the work for the band, and am the face of the band, and the name of the band, and and you know do a lot of the organizational and the booking stuff, and sometimes I guess, you know, I'm not saying I necessarily have dealt with this problem often, but I've seen it a little bit and I've seen it in, in other groups. I, I do think, but you know what, you, you weed people out that way because you want people that you're comfortable traveling with, people that you're comfortable writing with. And if it's a situation where, you know, that, that's not working because of a gender issue, well then that's just not the right people that you're supposed to be playing music with and that's okay. There are people out there. But I mean, aside from that, and yes, I do agree with what Matt just said about the novelty thing. I've talked to a lot of other women who play music who have felt like they've dealt with a lot of obstacles being a woman in the industry where I honestly, and I've been asked this question before, don't feel that way very much. But I think in part it's about your own attitude and the way you go into things and the way you allow yourself to be treated and I've always just felt like a person playing music And I'm, you know, relatively, you know, strong-willed and I've never really felt very talked down to or, 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 you know, never really felt much sexism. I just always went in there, did my best. And sometimes you just, I guess, got to be a little thick-skinned. You can't let things bother you. Or maybe if, you know, I don't even notice the things. And I've just been doing this for a long time and I'll keep doing it no matter what some guy says or girl says.
0: Fantastic. Lara Hope. And husband Matt Goldpaw gold
2: That's why we're the gold Goldpaw That's why we're the gold hope duo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So you know I,
0: as, as I sign off here I want to make sure that We put together a really Big long laundry list Of all the bands That you've played in All the different names Okay And, uh, and, and some previews Of what's coming out um, With your new CD Or album that you're going to be Recording in December So thank you guys both.
1: Thank you